audience. I is Travis Terrell. It is We Are Life. How, how was that one today? We all make choices, and this is a, a poor choice for you all to start your morning. It's We Are Life. Chris Tim and Travis Terrell. <sighs> now, the refreshing scent of Friday has been chased away by whatever just happened. Travis, a no, choice my, you made. My apologies. Uh, big show today. Ben Glebe, presidential candidate and comedian, will be stopping by. We're uh, going to talk to him this hour. Good time. Excited to see him. He's at Funny Bone this weekend. He's been on the show a few times before, so it's great to have him back. Quickly, let's say hello to the great Chris Gardner as he resides in the Midcoast studio right here in Grand Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Hello, Chris. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Garzi. We got a DM asking if somebody forgot to hit live. Um, we have an issues this morning. What's going on? Hit what? Two minutes ago. The, uh, we were, why were we late this morning? Uh, well. Technical difficulties. <laughs> the, uh, the old, uh, the old uh, what is it, the placard of the uh, cameraman hammered, passed out on The Simpsons whenever they throw away from something live? Something happened. Okay. Had a board issue. The yeah. Behringer wasn't talking to the computer. Uh, more of a computer issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we like to break it down for people. So, so uh, wasn't my fault, but... Uh, He's skating uh, responsibility, Travis. If people would just listen to me, it would have been oh, fine. If we all just followed your teachings. Amen. Got it. But they don't, so what We're do you do? We're hmm. here. That's about it. Yep. How are Travis, you? After your intro, I'm not sure who you need to apologize to, but I'm sure it's someone. That's the beauty so. of my accents. You just don't know who is going to be offended by it mm -hmm. because you don't know what impersonation you just heard. Yeah. That's an, that's an interesting strategy. Wow. Like, I'm offended. What are you? I'm British. Was it a British accent? Uh, you've never done a British accent. I have. Effectively. I would like some tea no. and crumpets. No. See? Do you watch the show Luther? It stars Idris Elba. It's on the BBC. Here's what I love about Travis. Okay. He just went whole hog into that accent and had no anxiety or problems with that whatsoever. If you talk half a second too long about something he doesn't know, he starts losing it. Ooh. You are comfortable with that accent. I would be appalled at myself if that was the accent. Did I, someone tell you You offended good? Irish, German... English and Jamaican people, all in one fail swoop. I feel like it's pretty accurate from what my ear hears when yeah, they speak. We need to check saying. those ears. Your ear isn't good. I've been watching The Crown. It's on Netflix. It's about British folk. It's nothing to do with the Jamaican people you offended. Is that, was that, was that what it sounded like? I, I don't know. Why is Travis British Borat? It's from Tom Brown. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. I drink tea. <laughs> and your British accent say my wife. My wife. Oh, wow. That's your British that accent? That wasn't a British city. I don't know what that one was. That was maybe in like my New York British accent. <laughs> hey, my wife. Hey, my wife here. Is it like the thing that they kind of did in Gangs of New York where it's like it's not British, but it's not like how we sound now? You know what I mean? They were right. trying to pull off something in between. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. How would you have sounded if you were in that movie with uh, the Rooster Cogburn movie? Uh, True Grit? Yeah. But the Jeff Daniels version. No, no, no. Remember how he's kind of talking okay. like that? Uh, I got that True Grit. What's okay. your lip doing? Now we're... Your lip went to the side. Very nice. I got that True Grit. 
Say very nice in a British, in your British You look accent. like Bubba. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, there he is. See, Chris is really good. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing anything? Agreed. <laughs> Whenever I heard the board was uh, getting wonky, I was like, you know what? About time. Yeah. <laughs> this, the gods have spoken. Let's just leave it all Shut behind. Shut it down. That's right. Let's Where go. Are we going? Let's go live under the tracks. Gardner's on his way to San Diego to be homeless already. Oh man, uh, Matt, uh, Matt, Matt, letting us know that uh, that sounded like a bad line from a modern pop song. That's not a good compliment, I don't think. No, he's probably right. You're really reflecting on this now. Yeah, I'm trying, guys. Who but you got on your shirt part- today? Uh, I have a friend. You, you may have heard of her. Looks like nothing to me. Ah, uh, maneuver. Shut up. You're not gonna steal, steal Charlie's joy. It's Charlie. Uh, Say, hey, girl. Charlie used to be so full of life, and then those Sesame Street executives just stole it from her. When your scarf's over her head, it looks Plus like she has, has dreadlocks. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I like that. Charlie uh, still lives, lives on, and uh, I will be uh, introducing Charlie to uh, to some other studios soon. I am picking her for my kickball team. Oh, I'm maneuver. You can't even afford kickballs with your broke ass. <laughs> that's mean. Yeah. That's a child you're uh, talking to. I'm sorry, to. Manu, but that was rude. I shouldn't have said all that. I'm sorry, girl. Charlie looked like she's got a limp when she okay, runs the bases. Okay, look, look, don't look. Don't, nah, nah, Manu, does Charlie have a limp? No, she does not. Oh. <laughs> she runs like a daddy hates her. Hey, listen here. Hey, back up, Maneuver. At least, at least she knows where her daddy is. How did listen, Charlie get a limp? She doesn't have a limp! Oh. I'm reading on the Wikipedia right no, now. No, shut up. It says Manua, go to school. You it's a Friday. You need to be in class. You ain't even got a tablet. Oh, shut up. I think it was an ice skating accident that gave her the limp. There was no... <laughs> She's too poor for skates. Listen here. She lives fine. With a limp? She does not have a limp. Oh. Pretty sure she's got a limp. No, I just was just told the other I've seen it. I hate you both. <laughs> I, was, I was tripping for a, when she's running up for a second tray. Maneuver, lunch, I'm just so sick of it. Listen here. Don't body shame, first of all, Maneuver, because we ain't never seen your chubby ass. I, what what makes Whatever told you that? I'm not even going to lie. I'm arguing with the child. I'm arguing with the child. I'm the adult in this situation. I'm not going to participate. You sure cry a lot for an adult. Let's see. <laughs> Charlie cried because of her limp? There is no limp, oh. Gardner. You was told she had a limp. Um, well, since you two are unable to do it, uh, <laughs> Ben Glebe will be joining us at 8.40. I already said Sam Lyons will be joining us at 9.00. You didn't say that part. I didn't. Sam Lyons who joins assumed. us every Friday. It's just assumed. We Gardner. appreciate Sam stopping. And we're going to do a little recasting call. <laughs> oh, crash. Just read the rundown. Let's and go ahead. And, of course, when Sam comes in, we'd like to play a fun game called Make It Racist. Uh-huh. So it's going to be a very delightful show today mm-hmm. for our listening and watching audience. Oh, okay. Feel better now? Hold on, somebody's vacuum and Chris is about to pop. <laughs> I can hear it. I can hear it too. Sounds I wasn't going to say anything. What? Dorks? Yeah, the hell right. Oh, dorks. You pussy ass ears. <laughs> yes. Ears are soft. Yeah. <laughs> well, you man, yeah. man, your ears are soft. Your ears sure pick up sounds well, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Who listens to things? <laughs> I communicate non-verbally. I communicate with these. <laughs> oh, 
man. I wish. That should be like the St. Louis. That's the St. Louis flag. Do that again, Gardner. That's, I communicate with these. That's the real St. Louis flag oh, right there. Man. That's what it really should be. Gosh dang. And let me tell you something. If you're ever questioning something and you you try and run up on somebody that can end you real quick, it's a quick solution. Mm-hmm. Like you find out real fast. There's no arguing. There's no passive aggressiveness. It's just over. I don't know why I did it, but when I make the fist... I was squeezing really hard. You really yeah. were. Like you were <laughs> about to actually fight. Like, like that actually, succubus that you talk about so much came through the camera and you were trying to fight it. I learned this in Taibo. Okay. <laughs> you got to turn. You got to turn the wrist. You got to turn the wrist. There you go. Turn the wrist. Taibo. Billy Blanks taught me how yeah, to fight. Yeah, so you want to break the wrist. Who taught me how to fight? Well, Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. That always helps in a fight. <laughs> Where'd you get your skills from? Oh, Sensei Billy Blanks. A guy squares up to me and I just start... Ugh. Over the knee. <laughs> what are you doing? This is how I learned to fight. <laughs> and now I will take my clothes off and make it Greek as well. Oh, boy. Oh, no. What? It, oh, all right. Now something. <laughs> you guys can't hear that, but something was just thrown or. There was nothing thrown. Somebody dropped a broom 14 floors away. <laughs> it crisp, like a damn owl. <laughs> just. Are owls known for their hearing? Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's what they there. Thank that's, you. That's what they always say. Who? Who there? Good, good. Who? Who, who there? Yeah, I do like that, uh, you know, we let Gardner scoot by with this, uh, this ridiculous OCD claim that he supposedly has. That <laughs> <laughs> he supposedly Here, I'll, uh, it's all a show. You'd get an Oscar if you, if you were playing that part. I'll bring you to my apartment. <laughs> I'm not stepping foot in that okay. uh, killer's lair. No, I oh. wouldn't want you to because you'll I'll have to adjust I'd, the rug. Oh, yeah, I'd and... sit down wrong on a couch. Ooh, yeah. Let me get that pillow. I, that was the way for you. Yeah. Why even have things? Why? That's a good why question. live? I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so, telling you, it, I don't I want, don't you want to, to be okay, like this. Yeah. This is what I am. I'm working on it. Somewhat. We've made some progress. Do you Other f- times, no. Do you feel like it's something that will you'll eventually own, or is it just going to consume you wholly? Probably consume me till the day I die. <laughs> Got it. Okay. It's a. It's My a, question is at this point, and you, and this is, and I think I understand where Chris is coming from, in that you are a man that doesn't care necessarily for the future. So why? I'm not. No, that's not. That's not you, me, though. You've said before that you now are on borrowed time. I am. So why do you care so much how things are lined up if you're on borrowed time my anyway? My mind doesn't work like that. That's so weird, then. I know. That defeats the point of being I weird. I told you. <laughs> then you might as well just do drugs, man. Here's because, what we need to do. Because I'm still a worst-case scenario planner, right? Right. So I want everything in its place in case something goes wrong. I'm prepared already to deal with it. But and you know it will go wrong. You I prepa- know. So why don't you just go ahead and allow I don't it to know. do it? Oh, okay. All right. Just thought we'd get to the bottom of something today. You can't. Okay. This is not, you're not going to figure this one out. Okay, yeah. So well, here's we, what we I do. I take that back. I'm glad. Stay away from the drugs. Whether it's I Gardner. Think I need to try pot again. Okay. That's, I was going to say, whether it's marijuana or a woman that's obsessed with you, we need to latch you on to something. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do it with their pets. A lot of people do it with um, like a weird hobby. Like at this age, with that hair of yours, like if you got really into yoga, no one would be worse for wear. I think maybe things could get better if I could ride my scooter in the under uh, underground river to pair. 
Okay, that's just weird. That is just um, that's it. That's the type of shit where we have to call the FBI. What if you become uh, the FBI? I uh, kind of need to let somebody know you just said that. Our friends across the street. What if we get you into those float pots? Like, what if you become float guy? Oh, that seems like that would be your thing. I could try that. You could be a float guy. Yeah. But then again, you yeah. standing still for that long, can you do it? No. You like, can it tra- you just... transports your brain. It does, but can oh, you do that? Oh, astral projection? Yeah, I'll see. Now look at you. It opened up. I'm on board for some astral projection. Okay. By the way, I love how, speaking of astral projections, your friend, Marianne Williamson, I love how she has literally mm-hmm. faded to a new plane. We have not heard or seen she her tweeted the other time. day. Did she now? Yeah, after the debate. Oh, she boy. Said, she said, miss me? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Marianne, please. We'll have a real presidential candidate joining us this hour. Ben Glebe, of course. Uh-huh. He is, uh, he is running. Do you, what party is he running in? Do you know? It doesn't matter. The awesome one. Oh, get, the awesome one. Get party. rid of the party system. Hey, I'm game for it. I'm all game for no it. No more parties. I'm game. Hey, I know. I like to party. I feel like this is a long play for Ben because this is probably like a pilot to a TV show where he actually wins the presidency. Are you gonna it's just tr- like that Robin Williams movie. Are you going to try and be his running mate? I mean, why not? Need some or coffee least, in your cream there, pal? Chief of Say staff that. or something. Uh, need some coffee in that cream. And I can do it in an accent, too. No. Need some coffee in that cream there, pal. Can't, you can't be foreign and hold the office I feel the like the, the accent, though, will get me over a lot of voters that think, oh, that's quaint and cute. Hmm. You sound like... Uh, Is that what voters look for? Yeah. Quaint and cute? Yeah, like, yeah, you sound rural, like... Rural uh, Montana. Yeah, that's definitely. what they're looking for. Okay. You sure yell about appropriation a lot to hmm? be doing all these accents that you're not... You're, uh, you're like the black Scarlett Johansson. I'm an international screenwriter, so I have to know international accents. Well, you, but you, it's very obvious you don't know any. Uh, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I don't think you guys are linguistic experts. Linguality. Okay. <laughs> we have some suggestions. You just accepted that? And yeah. You yeah. Done, yeah. You uh, gave it he's up. Beaten, he's a beaten man. <laughs> yeah. uh, something happened to him yesterday. and so, I don't know. I'm just assuming. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm fine, guys. Like, he's awake. Like, something that maybe we're so used to him either being cuckoo or really down uh-huh. that we've finally met neutral Travis. And he just, he's unaltered. He got a decent night's sleep. And he got here early. I mean, maybe we're just so... Well, let's not do that anymore. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm going to need extremes, please. All right. All right. I'll, Thank see you. You. I'll see you guys on Monday, 830. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to be like Manically climate change. screaming. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Scream. Yeah. If you could just go from blistering hot summer to dead cold yes. of winter, no. we'd appreciate that. I need you to be like climate change. Oh. Uh, we got a couple comments. Uh, Matt wants you to be a steam room guy. Steam room? Steam room. Oh. We actually have. Cool for steam. We have a steam room on the fifth floor here. Really? Fourth, fourth floor. Fourth floor, yeah. The they, steam room? Oh, they got a little sauna up there. Oh, okay. Daddy may have to go check that out. Don't just call yourself daddy. Well, what are you talking about? Get Nordic with it. Can we get, are we allowed to be naked in it? I mean, you could try. Are we even allowed to be in it, period? A lot of women in the building. I don't know how they'd feel if they just walked in. Maybe they're giving a tour to a potential uh, couple to get married up there. You're just in there. Spread Eagle. Hey! Friend of mine when we were in high school. Why would you steam Spread Eagle? (laughs) Well, a friend of mine when we were in high school was like staying with his. where did he? Where is he going? His mom and dad took him to New York, so he could see new kids on the block or oh, something wow. like that. 
And they're staying in the hotel, and he goes into the steam room, and he said he opened the door, and there's an old man, mm. butt-ass naked, just sitting there in the steam room. And he just goes to him, come on in! Mm -mm. <laughs> so people do do that. I'm so lonely. Yeah. Join me! I think, uh, I, I, just, I know of one for sure, but I want to say like half of all comics have a steam room joke about an old man in his ball sack. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a very common thing that's happened. I've never seen it. I don't want it. it must, I don't know if it's a white dude thing I've or what. I've never seen it. I've never. I've there. Yeah, I've ne I don't want that moment because if that like that's a visceral reaction I'm going to have. We had. How do you think he'd react? Hey! Oh boy. Hey! <laughs> Cover it up. Or would you just be a coward? You'd be a coward. like you were when my hand was stuck in the elevator and just <laughs> run away. <laughs> there will probably be some money to win. That is a hand stuck in elevator moment. That's not something I want to stick around for. Picture, picture this. Uh, We've acknowledged that. I, well, I, I, I have said I'm not a coward in the, the definition sense. No, you're per a perfect of example of, of a coward. I, let me look this definition. Up. <laughs> like, you are. You are, you can go explain what a coward is. By a person who lacks the courage to do or endure dangerous or unpleasant things. Okay, I'm a coward. Can you give, can you give Travis a close up and we just cut a uh, 2020 uh, presidential style promo and just say, hi, I'm Travis Terrell and I'm a coward. Hello, I'm Travis Terrell and I'm a coward. Thanks for voting. <laughs> or not. Thanks. Whichever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what it's whatever. I mean, you, don't, you know what? You ain't got to do it. It's, that's right. Don't even worry about you it. Just don't run. even worry about it. You <laughs> run away. I got to go. <laughs> There's a hand stuck in the elevator. What you going to do? Pull help with the hand. What's but he going to do? If, you, if I pull him, his hand gone. Now he mad at me because he well, ain't got no hand. Then you're going to make it a quicker process. Then he bleeds out, and I didn't. I see blood. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get this shirt dirty. What shirt? Uh, whatever shirt it was. I'm about to use it as a tourniquet. Oh yeah, I'm sure you couldn't get another hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right, my steam room, uh, our locker room thing was. Uh, I remember uh -huh. we had swim. We did uh, life saving class as like a class. So we'd be across the street in the pool, but it was at the civic center pool, right? So it's open to the public. You're mixing in a class full of high school seniors, mostly. We would be in there, and there would be two or three old men just drying themselves at the, uh, oh, at yeah. the thing. That was the most disturbing. Yeah. And we were just like, what do we do? You, How do you handle Why that? are we doing that? Yeah. I remember. I mean, technically, you're, it's, kind, it's pretty weird now that you think about it, like 16 to 18-year-olds and some 73-year-old dudes drying out his yeah. area hey i remember the first like experience in a locker room where i had to like or mate i don't think i would call myself a coward but i it was awkward and i had to turn and go was i think i was like in eighth grade seventh or eighth grade and my friend paul his grandfather was the president of st louis university hospital and he took us to a Billikens game. And then we went into the locker room afterwards just to, you know, meet people and stuff like that. And it was during the Spoonball era. Mm -hmm. And I really, I got like an autograph from Erwin, Erwin Claggett or mm. something like that. And met Scott Highmark. But I was looking for H. Waldman. H. Waldman was my guy. And I turned and they're like, oh, yeah, over there. And so I start going. 
find where the row is that I needed to go. And as, right as I'm walking down there, oh, there's H. Waldman's dick. Mm. Oh, what do I do? Because I'm, I'm sitting there with like a uh, uh, awkward. Mm. Did you give him a thumbs up? It was a Good turn. Good looking D. It was a turn. Oh, okay. You'll be okay, H. I saw. Life will be good no matter what you're doing. What former slew name did have you seen, nude Travis? I don't. I don't. I saw Doug Smith in a camera. I don't. Accidentally. I don't. I don't. I didn't. When I was going to video the St. Louis Swarm. I didn't want nobody to answer that. <laughs> I had the camera and I had my eye in the lens. I was trying to line it up. Oh he God. has he has the towel on. All of a sudden, drops the towel right in the camera, and mm. I'm like, oh, dick! Eye pops up right away off the lens. <laughs> <laughs> Did the you camera. say that? Did no, I didn't that? go dick. Oh, dick. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Mm. So those are two. Mm. There's more. No, I don't want there to be. Uh, Why? Well, I, I, you might not want there to be, but there... Were you in that Vikings locker room when Vasante Shanko was hanging out in there? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Great moment. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Vasante Shanko story? Oh, there was like a picture, or uh, they were doing press. And Stante Shanko's like in the background, just fully exposed. What? Oh, you ever saw Unveiled? That? Yeah, I've you, never you heard you of did. this. You did. The, That's pretty funny. This <laughs> is probably during the time when, when Deadspin was relevant and fun. That's yeah, pretty funny. Because they started calling him the Shiankosaurus or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Why else would I remember Vasante Shanko's name? Because of it. <laughs> Get him, Vasante. Good for you. I hope that boat party treated you well. You they deserve just, it. They had the cameras live or something in there or didn't catch that it was in the background. And they, they're like, ah! That's the best kind, though. You think he kind of knew? You think he positioned himself? He's like, I, I need to let a few more people know that I, I'm, I'm fine with who but I am. But they don't do it as often now because maybe people just figured it out. But why would the cameras be faced towards the other lockers instead of towards the no, locker I, well, you the might, person is speaking from. Well, they might be in the background, though. They're yeah, in the background. It picks up a lot. And in those locker rooms, I mean, it's not like... camera shot. But I'm saying it's like, oh, so like, okay, I Because you might, you're not going to get... Them not, behind, behind their locker all the time. When you're doing the scrum, you're not right. going to get the best spot all right. the time. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. There's often a... There's an angle you have to take in you, order to get the shot. Sometimes you have to just, and you gotta hey, get what you get and do I have the guy? The okay, then I okay. deal with this. Okay. That's how that works. Right. So it's you're not going to get your ideal spot every okay. time. That's funny. Yeah. That is. That is. I thought that happened to somebody else, too. But I think it's more, but don't, but more it, notable with him because you got Chiang Source. But aren't locker room interviews kind of awkward already? As yes. like We don't do it with the ladies. So why, do we pers- why are we persistent on doing it with the men? Well, Someone would have to watch a women's sport for oh. that. Oh. Um. right, though. <laughs> Man, what a misogynistic <laughs> show this has become. Toxic. Very Be- toxic. Right. Between very toxic tra- okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like me to say, oh, okay, you know, I've been uh, casually talking about how I find Megan Anderson attractive for the last three months every day on the show. Next time UFC comes through and she fights, I'm going to follow her right after a three-round brawl whenever she's basically... Her uniform is already her underwear. And I'm going to go back and stick a microphone in her face as she's trying to shower and uh, and clean up. Yeah, let's be that show. Okay? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know what you were talking I mean, about. I'm saying it would be like weird it. if someone was, yeah, I'll go interview all the volleyball players right afterwards in the women. Oh, yeah. But we treat it different. But they probably dress up or they come out or something. They well, that was the thing rules. I've always wondered. Like, because, one, you're, 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 coming at, you're coming off the end of the game. 
So you're obviously still emotional. Your brain's kind of rattled. And, that's why we want you then. But that's but that's but that's stupid. No, it's not. You're saying emotional. You're looking for raw emotion in a quote at times, right? So you know you can get it then. Okay, I see. You don't want it. Okay. You you want that. Okay. Because that is human. Okay. It's you can relate to that human element, Travis. It's almost yeah. it's almost what's the word? Cinema. Very true. We'll be doing cinema, by the way, Chris, next hour. A recasting call with Sam Lyons. Ben Glebe will be joining us I, here today on the show. It's going to be a, uh-huh. a humdinger, as the young people call this it. This Friday staple, uh, we've uh, we've got Sam basically in almost every Friday. Really seeing myself as obsolete 9 o'clock hour on Fridays these days. Mm. Not sure. Mm-hmm. Somebody trying to just get the, mm-hmm. just so they can hang out and just stay late. Mm-hmm. Do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. I see what they're trying to do. What that four four day work week? Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to get. Exactly. They try to get that. Well, four how day European? Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to create more work for myself. Mm-hmm. I was trying to go snooze. Okay. I was trying to take a gardener in the uh, on the couch. A out siesta, there. a siesta ah. gardener. I did a fifteen minute or yesterday. He did. Very quiet. It's very odd sometimes because I want to go over there to check to see if he's breathing. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I not breathing for Gardner is probably what he was going for. All right. So I'm going to leave Sweet him release. Mm. Sweet, sweet release. I was just going to come over and put the crystals on your eyes if you were to depart to the other side. Put a teddy bear over my nose and mouth and end it all. Oh. So you could officially say you died by a bear? Mm-hmm. It's cute. What a cowardly way to go out. Don't call people cowards. Like you, like you still want the valor death, but you're like, yeah, but I'll no, do it my way. I, I just want to be right. Okay. <laughs> like I just think for the modern term coward, I wasn't coward. Like according to the definition, sure, okay. What's the I was modern exactly, term? Were you talking about like the urban dictionary? Yeah, like I feel like like I'm like I was cool coward. I don't I like, know. Oh man, I'm out of here, dog. I've never heard of a cool coward. Yeah, that's basically what I was. Let's see if there's cool a cool coward coming this fall to. Uh, <laughs> I was, oh <laughs> man, you getting shot up at? I gotta go. Uh, oh, it looks like it's about to be a bar confrontation. You know what that means for Trav? I'm out. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's a weird definition on. I, and I, I was thinking about my psyche also at the time. <laughs> Because if I had to see that, like, that was going to be on my brain for the rest of my life. And ain't nobody trying to have it. Uh, coward definitions on Urban Dictionary. Because I thought when you said cool coward, maybe okay. I should check Urban Dictionary. What does Urban Dictionary say about a coward? <laughs> Someone who runs away oh, oh boy. or abandons his responsibilities or obligations oh boy. during times of danger, distress, pain, or fear of the unknown. Oh, boy. Someone whose concern is only oh. for himself. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Someone who oh, sits no. behind a screen talking shit about uh, someone uh, without confronting them in real. You are like the Urban Dictionary oh, definition boy, of a is, coward as well. Jesus, I just double dipped into my own shit. Oh, I did not see that coming. Uh, I was hoping some for some weird sexual thing called uh, the coward, and uh, nope. Uh, the literal definition, huh? You if are. you were an actor, you'd be Terrence Coward. <laughs> ah! You scared me. <sighs> okay, in that, in that moment. Terrence Deshaun Coward. In that Thank moment, you. I was... Uh, my, my actions display that of a coward. Yeah. Uh, I would like to now take the time, can I? Because I think I need to tell your family... Um, 
Careful. I have something to say to them. Uh, I have to say, uh, I wasn't trying to see your son and grandson's arm pop off. And I thought that shit would have been nasty. I now know, according to Urban Dictionary and Webster's, that I was a coward in that moment. Uh, all I ask for uh, going forward is that you understand that it's Gardner. Did you? Do we really care that much? Good question. Thank you. It's good to see you, Grandma Evans. Uh -huh. Okay. Wink. All right. Oh, nice. Now. I figured that'd be my little Christmas gift to her. My dad appreciated the end of that message, I'm sure. Certainly. Do we really care? Man, he's got a point. Not so much. He's got a point. Ain't nobody trying to see it in the blood. Would have been all over the place. Then you would have been there like, Travis, Travis, my hand. And I, my, my first thing coming out of my mouth is, well, Dad, man, I told your ass not to put your hand in the damn elevator. No, you didn't. I didn't. In my head, I wanted to say something, but you already had put your hand in the elevator. What was I supposed you, to do? I would have needed you to grab my lighter and carterize so that the blood would hopefully stop somewhat. And then need you to wrap my hoodie around the arm. You're hopefully get your hand on ice. You're a guy who's grabbed his back after you stood up too fast. Uh -huh. And you think you could cauterize a severed limb with no, the lighter? No, you would have to. You think you could be awake for cauterization of a severed limb? Don't know. And I feel like a lighter may not be stronger. Right. It, I, would just, it would just <laughs> cook it just a little. I always It'd be say, like, ah, I need to put it back in the microwave for a little. People like to think they know how they would react in certain situations, but mm. you truly don't know unless it happens. So I can't answer that. I would like to think I would pass out from fear. Um, but I can't say that that would happen. Which would be unfortunate. But again, I don't think I should like. Okay, we got to put an asterisk next to my. I, I don't know how shock would uh would impact me in that situation. I think you would pass out. There's no doubt in my that, mind. You're passing that would out. be ideal. Yeah, you're definitely passing out. But I I feel like because you seek out chaos, I shouldn't. There should be an asterisk next to my cowardness because if I'm in the presence of you going after chaos, then you can't judge me based on my chaos. reaction because you enjoy it. Just because you enjoy chaotic moments doesn't mean I have to have that same emotional reaction. So I don't think it's fair for me to have the same Humpty Dum Dum reaction to chaos in the same fashion that you do. So we are not the same. Saying I put this on you and it's my fault. I feel like you put this on me. You putting your hand in there. You could have waited. Or could you not have waited? Or did I just reveal who you truly are? I think you could have waited. I think your impatience caused you to almost lose a limb and you're trying to shift that blame from your impatience onto my cowardness. And I don't think that's fair. You said your cowardness. I embrace so, I have cowardice. I just want to asterisk over it because there was a reason why I was a coward. Now, if you told me we were going to war. You're, you're upset at me for revealing who you truly are. In the presence of your chaos. Like in any other chaotic moment, I would have been fine. In the uh, presence of your no, chaos. No, 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 no. Been, uh, Chris has been in the hood. Can't prove Chris that. lives in Tower Grove. I've knocked on his door you before. Can't prove if that. I was a coward, would I be able to do that? You have Answer no this. evidence of that. Answer this. Cowardice aside, is this something that if you're, you were the significant other and that happened to you and they walked away, like, would there be like a relationship defining discussion? If that was my significant other, your gardener. Your significant other is you. I would have. <laughs> Did you see the realization wash over his face? 
Yeah. I'm not denying that it was a cowardly act. Uh-huh. I'm saying in the context of the cowardly act was your pursuit of chaos. My pursuit, your pursuit was simply of to get us an elevator. Yeah, but the way you went about in getting said elevator no. illustrates to me that you were... It was not were... chaotic. The door was closing. My arm was in it. The door shut. And you ran away like a coward <laughs> while my arm was still in the elevator. If you went up to a gang member and tried to take you his gun... You don't get an asterisk. Okay. You are a coward. I, I know I'm a coward. No asterisk, coward. Okay. Just cowardly coward. Realistically, you would have broken up with him if you guys were yes. together after that moment. Would you have broken up with me? It if would. I ran away and your arm got chopped up by the that's elevator? That's a clear sign that if you get rectal cancer, like she's leaving. Oh, ah. no, that's a that's a slow process. I hang around for that. And also, we're talking about, you know, getting into the will. What am okay. I in this state? I that's a whole other thing. I would have been doing moment, something different on Saturday night. Damn it. All right. You know, you, you know what you could do on a Saturday night? You could call Gateway Powder Coating, and you could really enjoy some great powder coating in the Midwest because they take care of you and yours. If you guys have something metal that needs painted or powder coated, no, you're going to just powder coat it. Gatewaypowdercoat.com for more information. Check them out. They're out in O'Fallon. You can uh, talk to them. You can talk to Mark and the gang. They'll work with you on anything you need taken care of, your wheels. And maybe you have a presidential candidacy to run. Like uh, Almost a... A tour. Hmm. And maybe that tour vehicle needs touched up. And maybe that tour vehicle contains comedian Ben Glebe. Sir. That was Glebe quite 2020. A that was a poll. That was wow, rough. That was a long walk ben right Glebe, there. It was. Yes. I was like, is he set up? Is he there? Is that? <laughs> ben Glebe's in town this weekend at Funny Bone. And uh, he's also out spreading the word about his presidential campaign. Currently in the top 20. Raising money in Democratic, uh, oh, on the Democratic not side. in the top twenty, number seventeen. Nice. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like we're in the top seventeen. So you're like at least five million ahead of Andrew Yang. No, Yang's way ahead of us. <laughs> okay. He's doing good, Yang. He's like number six or number five. Goodness, Yang's moved up. Yang's killing it. Okay. He's I was just on. at a campaign event with him in New Hampshire, and I was challenging him on his universal basic income ideas, telling him how bad of an idea I think that is. <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to follow you on Twitter. I'm like, oh, that went well. <laughs> that's what you want out of your opponent. Yeah. Hey, I may follow you on the socials. Yeah. He uh, agrees we need a comedian in this race. <laughs> Other than Trump. That's certainly true. Uh, yeah. He has no Ben from Idiot Test. Most people know you from the other two times you've been on our show. That's correct. Currently. I mean, that's Most what people I... nationally know me from that. Internationally <laughs> as well. I meant we to have say, I said that. A friend of ours went to Canada it. this weekend. So oh, we're, nice. we're international now. That's all. Congrats. I know. It's a big day. That's really great. Great. Uh, ben, pumped to have you back in town at the Funny Bone. This is actually super in- interesting. Uh, our friend was uh, featuring for you in Springfield, so I got to see some parade action you went out and oh, did. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you've been taking this serious. You're getting out. You're talking to people. Looks like you're trying to make some real change. It is. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, we decided to go as big as we could with this campaign, um, the real idea being specifically that I'm unconvinced that any of the Democrats running other than me are going to be able to beat Trump because I don't think mm. you can beat him with politics and they're running traditional campaigns. They're just true. They're just doing what people have always done and it's ineffective and ineffective against <laughs> I was going to ask against this guy who is not a politician. He's a he's the greatest heckler in political history and the way you take down a heckler right. from my 20 years of experience is with a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided to throw my hat into the ring and I believe this is true because 
whether it's my campaign that does it or not, the president of Ukraine, it's been a bit in the news lately. Yes. Zelensky, seven months ago, was a comedian before he ran for office. Wait a minute. Really? Oh, yeah. just that, He was a stand-up comedian and an actor. He, he was known for playing the, the president on a comedy TV show for many years. What? Yeah. And so even if it's not me, a comedian looks like we'll take him down. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> One way or another. I'm just thinking of ways of how we're going to explain this to our grandchildren. Yes. I'm like, uh, so, so this comedian in Ukraine, right? That's and kinda... in Italy also... Um, one of the most powerful people in the Italian government, Beppe Grillo, is a comedian too. So what comedians are, are are flowing to power. I mean, Trump's absolutely the closest thing you could have. I mean, he's a performer. He's, I mean, he's, he's a comedian. One million he, percent. Yeah. yeah, he goes in these arenas like he's Sebastian Maniscalco <laughs> up there, <laughs> and he's just riffing in these arenas. <laughs> Basically, Trump's whole riff in these arenas is, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> I mean, he literally goes in there and he's like testing out jokes. He's like, another one. Here's what we're going to say. And he even like walks himself into, into, into corners with these rallies. He just loves getting laughed so much. Yeah. You can YouTube this one. It's another golden one where he identified a problem with his own wall during one of his rallies. <laughs> he literally on stage, he goes, look, we're going to build a wall. So tall. So tall. There'll be no way to get over this wall unless you have like a ladder. <laughs> yeah. People have ladders. Yes. This is something that we've figured out in People society. People have figured out ladders. Yeah. And I hate to stereotype, but it's not like Mexican people don't have ladders. That's a fair point. Whenever I want to borrow a ladder, I call my Mexican friend. He's like, you want a six foot, eight foot, or a ten foot? <laughs> they got ladders. I got four ladders myself. I'm not even Latino or Latinx. <laughs> and I got many. Also, Latinx. No Latino person wants to be called Latinx. That's a, that's a white liberal term we're forcing upon them. Sure, yeah, like Latinx? Latinx. First of all, it's, their X isn't even a sound in, in, in Spanish. It's X. It's Latinx. Sounds like I want a beer suddenly. Dos Latinx, por favor. And you've leaned into it like a lot of comedians. We've talked to a few over the past few months who have tried to circumvent, I guess, some of their audience by avoiding politics. Yeah. You're walking right into it. What was what was your decision to ultimately walk towards it where there's a lot of people in the industry that are trying to do what they can to be hands off? I just think that while it certainly alienates a lot of people, when when times when your values are challenged, mm -hmm. when what the country stands for is completely up in the air, it's the duty of all of us and mm -hmm. especially our artists to take a stand and to stand against tyranny and to stand against autocrats and to stand against people that are trying to squelch freedom of the press and trying to squelch the voice of small people and the regular American and trying to just run our country for their own personal benefit. It can't be allowed. And so there are certain things that are bigger than comedy and bigger than my career. And, you know, I'm willing to take whatever, whatever, amount that actually hurts my bottom line it's been you know i haven't barely even been working this this year i've been right. just campaigning and when i do you know i'm getting into sometimes arguments with trump supporters right. and, and that's fine because we have to fight right now you know if, by the way i look at it is we can't always be about ourselves that's what, what's what's so bad about trump and if people are willing to mm. sacrifice for our country and sign up to fight and risk their lives for our country and sometimes get injured or killed on behalf of our country I can sacrifice by losing some ticket sales. Right. I can sacrifice a little bit just to stand for what I believe in and to say this is not what America is. And it's not even a Republican or Democrat thing at right. all. 
it's it's amazing to me. You know, I think Republicans of conscience have turned themselves against Trump, right. but so many people just want power and policy more than morals yeah. and country, yeah. and that cannot stand. And so I put my foot down and said, no more of that. That's the most honest answer I think we've had of anyone we've had in here all year. I'm, I'm glad, and thank you so much for answering it that way, because that's, that's I think we, we joke about on the show about, man, if you have an agenda, or if you have a, a reason for doing something, say so. It's, I think, what gets people riled up is when you try to hide behind sure. corners and come up with your you know, list of excuses. So I appreciate your honesty. Thank of you. Of course, of course. Look, we're just trying hard. And so, you know, I just think what I, the reason I ran is, is I just kept having this thought, what if I'm right? What if we, we do need a comedian? Thank you. What if we do need a comedian? Someone just brought me coffee. I didn't say thank you randomly. <laughs> what if we do need a comedian? Thank you. Uh, guys, he's, <laughs> thank you very he's got a really weird tick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting you. for you. Thank you. And I'm fighting for me. Thank you. Um, I just, I just, uh, kept thinking what if i'm right what if because everybody i talked to says they don't think we're going to beat trump again right and so we need to try something else right and i know my candidacy is a huge long shot and i know that as every week goes by it's even more of a long shot and i don't know how many days we got left right right if the media if the mainstream media keeps keeping us out and the polls keep not putting us in the polls so we right. can't even qualify for the debate I don't know how much longer we've got left, but I wanted to at least be able to say that I did all I could. Right. I, I just kept thinking I can't live with myself if I don't try, if right. I kept having this thought and I never gave it a chance. So I at least know now that I've done my best and if people want to help vo help give more voice and another choice to the American people as we're trying to not only battle Trump, but we're trying to also fight, even on the Democratic side, all these political machines that are funded with millions of dollars millions. and only from the inside, the establishment campaigns, please go to Glebe2020.com, G-L-E-I-B-2020.com, and donate whatever you can afford, $1, 5 10 50 It helps so much, and it really, every dollar helps us much, much more than a donation to Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden sending emails every day. We're in trouble, Ben. Please. <laughs> we only need $8 million more million by Thursday. Otherwise, we're behind our goals. We need $500 by Thursday. So your dollar goes a lot farther in our campaign. Right. And uh, you can read all my positions there at Glebe2020.com. Click on the issues page and read in depth my positions on right. 24 different issues we're public with. Some really innovative ideas you've never heard before from a campaign. Some great middle ground solutions as well. Right. You can also come meet me this Sunday at 1 o'clock at Drunken Fish in Westport Plaza. Oh, nice. And come join me. I'll buy, I'm buying tea. I'm calling it Tea, Tuna, and Talking. I'm buying tea and spicy tuna rolls and some apps for people. And <laughs> okay. I want to know what ma issues matter to you in St. Louis and the country. Okay. And tell you about my campaign. And I'm, I'm buying, so it costs you nothing. That's great. One o'clock. But um, if you want to spend some money also and laugh, come out to my show. Oh, Funny <laughs> Bone. Funny Bone. Absolutely. <laughs> tonight through Sunday, um, doing five more shows. And um, also, if people want to know, I, of course, will be talking a little bit about politics in my act. But you're not going to be inundated with it. Still, even while running for office, I keep the politics mostly off the stage. Right. You're going to get less than 10 minutes politics, and the rest of the hour will just be a lot of shenanigans <laughs> and <laughs> silliness and personal stories and weird jokes. And then if you're sitting in the front, I will make fun of your life. You've seen the industry from all the angles. Like you obviously been a writer, uh, producer, and host. Like what part of the industry? Uh, do you want to continue on and should this presidential candidate uh, not pan out? All of it. I've been never able to narrow down hmm. 
what I do, and I've just made peace with that. Okay. I'm not going to probably end up being one of these niche guys that finds a niche. I mean, I think politics will be a bigger part of my life now going forward. Okay. Um, in what I create, you know, I'll be creating some kind of a political comedy show, maybe my own John Oliver meets Bill Maher kind of thing happening maybe soon. Nice. Um, I created the Telethon for America back in November mm-hmm. of last year. I'm going to definitely do it again in 2020, make sure we get even more historic voter turnout. So I'll be producing that head writing that as well nice. and um, hopefully hosting it again I hosted it last year with Olivia Munn nice. that was a great time and we had like 95 enormous amazing celebrities come out like Natalie Portman and Charlize Theron Chelsea Handler Jane Fonda Amy Schumer Ray Romano Julia Louis-Dreyfus Pete Davidson everybody participated in it and so we're planning to do that again nice. um, and uh, stand up I'm you know my next hour is ready I'm looking for a place to sell my special to okay my, my current special neurotic gangsters on Amazon Prime right. it was on Showtime originally and we're looking for another place maybe Netflix to do that yeah you've got idiot tests on Netflix too and I think it's interesting just uh, from the comedy standpoint um, do you have a preference for, obviously you want the most people to see it and you want to be able to profit from it I would yeah. hope yeah. what uh, what's been your experience so far do you I mean if Netflix picks it up I mean is that the best way to blow you up through for my stand-up special? Yeah, for yes, sure. stand-up definitely gets blown up the best through Netflix because everybody's watching it. Right. They promote it. They can discover things that are the best. Like Comedy Central's cool, but they air your special a couple times and it's gone. Did, I just saw it with Ian Edwards and then is that what happened? Our, well, I mean, it's a, I think it's fantastic. Ian's a great guy. He's so good. And then our friend Mia just did a thirty-minute one. They were on there, and I'm like, I think it's awesome. But I'm also just like, where does it go? Like, right. who's watching this over and over and over? I don't know that that is the right. case. Right. At least Comedy Central, from what I hear, they're starting to really invest more in their digital yeah. presence so you can live there a little bit longer. But, um, yeah, we, I think Netflix is the best. Self-releasing is still an option yeah. um, that I might do. But all of it, you know, I still act a little bit. I was just on the show American Princess this year on nice. Lifetime. Nice possible recurring role if they get a second season and i'm in the new jay and silent bob reboot movie is that that that's an interesting thing kevin smith and uh and, and jay or what's up jason uh i can't muse. Think of muse they're taking it around he kevin yeah, smith the road show. yeah doing that and like from podcasting starting 10 years ago with him or whatever else i guess it's just deeply rooted in comic and i say this lovingly or nerd culture because that he's gonna make, they're gonna make a killing off this thing, mm-hmm. and he's literally just taking it to towns and like, hey, come watch the movie with us. We'll get high and watch our new yeah, film. And they do a Q and A after. Crushing it. It's very smart. Yeah, Kevin's always been an innovator with the way he he presents his stuff and is always in the forefront of things. My podcast yeah. last week on Earth. I'm gonna yeah. keep doing that. I'm gonna actually reinvest in that and really get that going out more. It's on his network. Yeah, it's Modcast Network, and he's been a huge supporter of mine, and he's always been on the forefront of right. whatever the new thing is. And so um, it's incredible how he's done it, and I'm so grateful to him for putting me in that movie, too. Nice. I have a very small cameo, but it's a pretty funny scene. <laughs> and, and, and then, the, and then in the, there's the main titles the movie at the end, and sh- they show a video of each of the main characters, and it literally is like Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Chris Hemsworth, Ben Glebe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my usual crew. Yeah, usual. Yeah. My <laughs> usual crew. It's Hanging out here. on the Sunset Strip with yeah, those guys all the time. All the, if I could t- if I had time, I would tell you stories, but I, I, I can't. There's such long stories, I can't tell you. I'll just tell you Hemsworth, so he's, he's a character. He's a character. That Hemsworth. He'll get after it. Uh, again, you can see Ben at Funny Bone all weekend long. Real quick, uh, at Glebe2020.com. I did tweet it out. You guys and can you can check get tickets out. to the shows at BenGlebe.com. B-E-N-G-L-E-I-B.com. That's my comedy website. Keep them separate, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. 
um, <laughs> for FEC reasons. Yes, you know? I did have a question. Um, oh, oh, okay. For on the website, I don't know Com- if I was taking questions. But <laughs> <laughs> I try not to take questions. On Can- a, candidate Glee, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Uh, combining white collar prisons and blue collar prisons. Yes. First of all, I love the uh, the site because it's you can tell you wrote it. Yes, uh, I did. I was like, wow, this isn't boring. Many hours. This is silly and fun. Into that. Not silly. There's good aspect to yeah, the, no, uh, I the put thing. funniness into my positions because that's what keeps people's attention. Right here we go. I'm going to read this. Want to stop corporate crime, Travis? Okay, do I do. You? I would like to. Okay, want true prison reform? That would be nice. That one thing will accomplish both. We should not have a class system in our jails. We will end discriminatory cash bail, and of course, we will end private prisons. Mm-hmm. Choose a better business, bro. Combine white collar and blue collar like prisons. <laughs> Why should there be a class system even in our jails? It makes no sense. It really does not. Even when you're a criminal, there's still, well, there's the classy criminals and there's the regular criminals. You're exactly right. We have a a St. Louis County executive that was just recently prosecuted and sent to jail here in St. Louis. Uh, He was doing a little uh, pay to play and he got sent to a very nice luxury resort style prison in Montana and Dakotas. South Dakota. South Dakota. Right. And so we like, and the paper showed like pictures of it. And it was like they were selling a resort or a place to uh, t- <laughs> take your like grandma. It's like Malibu. Right. It was yeah, just like. Some of these so... prisons, they don't even lock the doors. No. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honor system. Hey, get in back a jail. here. Can yeah. you imagine if that's how it was for, for weed dealers? Listen, we're just trusting you not to leave. If you leave, it's not a library, buddy. So <laughs> it's insane that we. Don't offer real punishment to the people who are the worst criminals we've got. I'm sorry. Somebody who's a weed dealer and is doing that to try to put bread on the table for their family is you're saying they need to be locked up more intensely than somebody who's a white collar criminal stealing millions when they already have a great paying job and they're out of sheer greed are stealing the life savings of millions of people. That person should be locked up with the, the murderers and the rapists. And you're going to see corporate crime drop through the floor so fast. I, I've not, being funny, Ben Glebe, you're, you're talking my language. Thanks, you're talking man. my language. So here's another idea that my campaign has that's a very unique idea. That, you know, every issue we just talk on two extremes. We don't try to find a middle ground. Right. So the Republicans are all like, you you got to pay for your own way. Pay your own college. We're not going to help you. And the Democrats are all, free college. We're going to pay for everybody's tuition, room, board. Sounds great. We don't have the money. We're kind of right. broke right now. So I came up with a solution that's a perfect compromise. We're going to give free college to whoever wants it, a four-year accredited university. But we're going to do it online. We're going to create an American university online. Okay. And you get free. It'll be one of the best colleges ever. You'll have like guest professors, have courses taught by Barack Obama. Right. You heard and of him? Other past presidents and other past world leaders. And it's through video and it's online. And you only have to pay for one staff and for one set of administrators. And then you can still have in person experiences in your town with satellite meetups. And with intramural sports and fraternities and program boards, because all of that you pay for separately anyway. So you still get a lot of the college experience. But if you want the free college, you go online and you get an amazing accredited school. I like that. I like that idea. Look at Ben Glebe and his ideas. I like that idea. Glebe 2020. Just trying to solve all the problems of the country is all. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess the mainstream media is not interested. They're not trying to hear They want the 19th congressman (laughs) to announce he's running or the 85th billionaire (laughs) trying to buy a spot in the race. Hi, Tom Steyer. I'm Tom Steyer. With $100 million, I will buy a spot. 
Nobody in the country is clamoring for a Tom Steyer ad- administration. Zero people. Not one. But he's on the debate stage instantly, and instantly he's legitimized by every single outlet. Yeah. Why? Because the system is corrupt. And so the biggest message of our campaign has become, we have to get the money out of our politics. It's so obvious how easily you can fix it because we have all right. these huge amount of problems and it sometimes seems daunting. How are we going to solve climate and stagnant wages and an, an ever-growing income and wealth gap and gun crisis and health care crisis with millions still uninsured? Well, the way you start tackling it is the core of each of those problems is the corruption of big business money in our politics. Right. The only reason we're not doing common sense things to fix all of those is exactly because on every one, we're beholden to what the big business interests want, the special interests want, not what the people want. Right. People don't care if we get off fossil fuels and shift to alternative energy. People don't care if we have common sense gun regulation that 98% of the country's in favor of, right. but we let these lobbyists control it. So you don't outlaw lobbying, but you outlaw any even $1 from lobbyists ever being donated to a campaign so they can stop funding the campaign, stop bundling for people's campaigns. Right. And then, for once, you'll be able to finally have politicians that are not beholden. So this time, right now, we should demand of whatever candidate emerges, both for president and everybody in Congress, pledge that they will vote to ban all lobbyist money. Even Elizabeth Warren's very strong anti-corruption plan doesn't ban all lobbyist money. Hmm. Ban it all. There's no reason for it. One other simple law I'm, I'm pushing for is you pass one law that Congress can has to vote on one issue at a time. No longer these muddied bills with poison pills. Oh, I'd like to support 9-11 victims, but there was a bridge in there I couldn't support. That's why I didn't vote for it. Where on earth can you vote for two disparate ideas in the same time? That's not how brains work. You can't. It just creates, it creates a... a jammed up machine by the very nature of it right. one bill that says you only vote one thing at a time congress doesn't get so much done they have to multitask right get one <laughs> thing done at a time bud they're not capable of more and so these simple fixes i got arrested in washington dc just two months ago protesting corruption and joining the democracy 911 protest that represent us organized this amazing man named bernaldo pearson walked 730 miles from atlanta to dc to protest corruption so I flew to D.C. and oh, joined wow. him for the last mile of that march, and we got arrested together, along with some other activists, standing against corruption. So we just need to put our foot down. Right. We just need to put our foot down and say enough is enough, and finally we'll be able to make some change because we're running out of time. Yeah. And none of this will be discussed during my hilarious stand-up <laughs> show. At the funny it's funny, about all weekend It'll long. It'll just be silly and funny, and we can talk politics after the show. Sounds Certainly. Good. Ben Glebe, Glebe 2020 yes. for the uh, political website, benglebe.com for the comedy. Ben, third appearance, it's your best yet. Thank you very much. I, I plan to keep getting better. I'm, I'm like a fine wine. You pop me open, and you smell me, and let me breathe. And then eventually I'm gone. And then you scream at your girlfriend <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Ben Glebe, check him out a funny bone all weekend long. We'll take a quick break. Chris Denman, Travis Sherrell, it's We Are Live, live at Midco Studio. Be right back.